Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Welcome back to Recalibrate. Boy, we're excited about this series that we're doing on the Jesus Revival. I had a chance through this preaching of the series to begin to think about the many times that I have seen God move. This sometimes I've forgotten about and now I sit back and think about it. But wow, it was incredible what we saw happening in people's lives during those days. And I'm believing that God is going to do it again. And I know many of you are praying for this as well. Today we want to look at the most crucial part of a Jesus revival, of any kind of revival, which is the word of the Lord being made to have an authority and a power in it when it's preached and when it's heard by people. It's so crucial that the word of the Lord is elevated like never before and that it really goes out and changes lives. I long for that, and I know you do too. So why don't we go ahead and listen to this portion of the sermon And just, I'll say a few words after it's finished. Please enjoy. So that we might become hungry for that to happen in our lives. We need visitations from God, special times when God comes and moves in a special way so that the Word, the preaching of the Word, might become effective and powerful to bring people into a place of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. We need God to move in a special way, visit us in a special way, like he did when Jesus came to the earth, so that when the word is preached, when the gospel is proclaimed, it would have such a power about it that it would help people and move people to a place where they would repent, they would change the direction and put a faith in Jesus Christ. Without a move of God, that work is very hard. It's slow. It's one by one. But when God moves in a special way, and this has been seen throughout history, that one by one becomes ten by ten, a hundred by a hundred, a thousand by a thousand. The Spirit of the Lord comes and anoints the Word of God, and it has an impact on lives that we don't normally see. And I long for God to move in a way where His Word is spoken, and it touches lives like never before. And I know you desire for that as well. I've seen this personally in my life. When we speak about revival, I want to remind you that we're not always talking about a national revival, or even a revival over a whole region. Revivals can be in one church. Revivals can be in a youth group. Revivals can be in a community of believers. Revival can even be individual. And I've experienced revivals often in the church context, in certain churches I've been in. There's just been a special visitation of God, not maybe to the level of the Jesus revival or his ministry in Galilee, But certainly, we have felt the working of God in an extra special way, and we've seen awesome things happen. The most profound revival I was ever part of was the revival in Rwanda. You may remember the story of Rwanda. It is one of the worst atrocities that ever happened in humanity. Uh, Up to a million or more people were killed in the genocide in Rwanda. And I was living in Uganda, next door to Rwanda, at that time. And uh, my friends were involved uh, in in having to literally take bodies out of the rivers and bury them. 
The door opened for me very soon after the genocide had finished and the nation had been, the, the army had come through from the, uh, from the opposing group and taken the nation over again and peace had been restored to the nation. And I got an open invitation to go in maybe two, three months after the genocide had finished. And I saw things that today I have to put outside my mind because they were so difficult. But after I went into Rwanda and started preaching, about the fifth month of my going there, I was invited to go and preach and minister. And the first place I went to was a, a midweek prayer meeting that they held in a church in the, in the capital, Chigali. And I got up to preach, and the people were so hungry for God, as you well imagine. They've gone through a tremendously harrowing time, and they have a deep, deep hunger for God to move and restore and repair and heal their nation. And I got up to preach about um, Moses interceding before God that God would not destroy the people of Israel, which happens in the book of Exodus. And I've never experienced anything like this in my life. I began to share the word. And as I spoke about Moses interceding, this wail came up, this travail came up, this, this breaking forth came across this huge congregation, and people were just crying out to God. And I've never experienced anything like it in my life. The people were so hungry for God to move, and there was such a connection and a moving of the Holy Spirit. The room just became this, this huge, and it wasn't artificial, it wasn't forced, it wasn't um, you know just manufactured, it was a genuine and just wail and travail for God. And I was so taken up with it. It was just unbelievable. And then on the Sunday, I was invited to preach at this church. This church was a remarkable church. They had started after the genocide with just uh, 100 people. And by the time I went to preach there, they were already running 4,000 people. They built just a makeshift church of tops and poles. And these tops and poles had just gone further and further and further and further out. This huge area that was, had about 4,000 people. And I was blessed as a young man to preach, which was a real honor. And I began to speak. And I can't even remember to tell you the truth what I preached about. But at the end, I called those who would like to receive Jesus as their Savior, who would like to give their lives over to God. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Hundreds and hundreds of people poured out of their seats to come and receive Jesus. That is revival. We're longing for a day where we just don't have to say, is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? Is there somebody who maybe, possibly, could be, has thought about believing in Jesus? I want to see a day where we say, those who need to turn to the Lord, would you come now? And hundreds of people come forth. Hundreds of people online say, I need Jesus Christ. That is a move of God. I'm tired of the one by one. I want to see the tens, the hundreds, the thousands. And that takes a move of God. It's, it's, it takes a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ministered on the earth, we saw this. He impacted people, firstly and foremostly, through his preaching and through his teaching. We, we often think about his miracles. We often think about the way he delivered people from sickness or calmed the seas. But the core of Christ's ministry was actually his teaching ministry and his preaching ministry. That's what people firstly came and listened to before the miracles happened. It says in the passage that we are looking at in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Why? Not because of miracles, 
not because of signs, not because of healings, because he was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. His preaching ministry and his teaching ministry was very, very powerful. And people would come uh, from miles away to go to the synagogues where he would teach and sit under his ministry because the word he spoke had a power to it, had an authority to it. In fact, it says later on in Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he's taught as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. I love that, that, that people, when they listen to Jesus teach, it, it, it had an authority to it. I looked up that word authority. It means it's the idea that when you listen to him speak, everything suddenly made sense. Sometimes we listen to speakers and we're more confused after they're finished. But when Jesus spoke, there was just an authority that, that it just all clicked together. It, it changed your thinking. An epiphany, you know, the idea that you're going along and you're walking in a certain direction and suddenly you're just like, oh, I'm doing it all wrong. I, I've got to do it this other, another way. I, I was doing some work around the house um, trying to put a vent in the bathroom and I worked on it, worked on it, worked, and I was getting more and more upset because it just couldn't come together. And my wife finally said, honey, she didn't say it so sweetly, Get down from there. This is driving everybody crazy. Get out of there. You are, you are becoming a, you're going to lose your salvation if you continue to work on that vent. Get away from that thing. So I came down, and I walked around, had a, I don't know, peanut butter sandwich or something glorious, and I just took time out and thought, and you know what? As I was sitting down, boom, oh, I know what I'm doing wrong. You ever had that kind of moment? When Jesus preached, that's what the word authority means, is that, that, that in your heart and in your mind, you just go, oh, I haven't understood it. Oh, this is what it's about. And he, he would teach about the Old Testament law. And he'd make the, the others who taught about the law and they would drone on and nobody even understood it, even though they were Jews. They, they had no idea really what it was about. When Jesus taught, it came alive and they'd go, oh, I understand what God wants from us. He had an authority and anointing in his preaching. People would stay there for a long time to listen to him speak. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a church service when there's been a move of God. I, I've been to church services where you don't want to miss. Have you ever had that feeling where you don't want to miss a service because you think God is going to do something? I think a lot of us haven't experienced that in a long time where we've gone, God is going to do something. I've got to cancel my appointments. I've got to be in the service because God is going to say something. I've been to services where God is moving and, and you hold on, or not literally, but you're kind of on the edge of your seat and you're just like, you want to hear every word that is being spoken. You know, in Bible school, sometimes we teach preachers to preach for 20 minutes because after 20 minutes, people are not going to listen anymore. Don't worry, I'm not going to finish at 20 minutes. But you're not going to listen anymore because 20 minutes is the attention span. I get that. That's true. There's a, a natural law for that. But I want to tell you something. When the Spirit of the Lord comes and He anoints the preacher, He anoints the Word, and He anoints the listener to hear. I've sat in meetings where I've sat for an hour, and the Word of God is so rich because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon it. And I get to the end of the hour, and I think, I could listen to more. I could receive more. This Word is not just touching my intellect. This Word is touching my heart whole being. It's changing me from the inside out. It's changing my thinking. It's bringing me to a whole new place. And you want more of it because it's so transformational. That's how Jesus taught. That's the anointing he had upon him. And that's why we need a move of God. 
We need a move of God that, that we would long to be in the Word and the Word would impact us so powerfully. We need a Word of God with our, our young people. You know, so many of our people today, he, he, he's like, just give you a very practical example. And some of you are going to kind of look a little bit embarrassed right now. But some of you are watching this sermon right now and on your phone at the same time. And I, don't, I, I think it's really hard to be doing two things at once and get the full truth. Now, I'm not saying this is a judgment on anybody because we all do it in church. Some of us in church are up and down getting cups of coffee. We're in and out, in and out. What is that? That's a sign that the anointing is not the way it should be because I'm telling you when the Spirit of God comes, and I've seen some of you, when the Spirit of God anoints a part of a sermon, you put your phone away and you look forward because you go, whoa, something's happening here. This is touching me. Well, I want that to happen all the time. I want it that you don't even bring your phone in because you're going to sit there and you're going to say, God is working. We need God to move. Because if we go on where everybody's on their phone and part in and part out, nothing's going to change. We need people to sit under a ministry like the ministry of Jesus Christ where people will come early, get the best seat because they want to hear the Word of God because it has authority. It changes. It impacts. It renews. It gets to the core. It shakes you physically. Have you ever sat in a word where it's so anointed that physically it shakes you? It touches you from the bottom to your head because it's so moving through your body. That's what Jesus had in his ministry. Well, I trust that was a blessing to you. My children watch the service with me on Sunday afternoon after I get home from recording on a Sunday morning and we sit down and watch the service and the sermon together and they have a habit of watching the service with an iPhone in one of their hands. And so this time, one of the kids who had been involved in the filming said to the others, hey, you better not use your phone because dad talks about it in the sermon. It was quite funny to watch. But I wrote long, like you do as well, that we would come to a place where we would put the phone away before we even enter in because we're just hungry for the word of the Lord. I think we really are a distracted people, and I think distraction is the work of the enemy. And it's very hard to break the distraction. The things that distract us are designed to distract us. And so it's really, really hard to stay focused on God in this world that just always wants to pull us away like never before. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to come in such power so that us and our young people would not be distracted, that the word of the Lord would be so real and so rich and so alive and so moving. I long for our younger people to feel that call like the early apostles did when Jesus said, come and follow me. They just followed it, just touched the core of their very being. I long to see that with our young people, that they would receive the call of the Lord. And I think there's so many distractions. It's hard for them to even hear God anymore. We need a move of the Lord to open ears and to open hearts and to anoint our preachers. So join with us as we continue to seek God for an outpouring of a spirit that his word might become in power. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.